And the sex in the sex. Woo. Woo. This is a Sex and the City podcast about Sex and the City. We watch all the episodes of Sex and the City, and then we talk about Sex and the City. My name's Anna Wolf. I've seen all the episodes of Sex and the City. <laughs> God damn it! I never take a breath. <laughs> I never. I never breathe. Never breathe. It's a sign of weakness. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Debbie Majumder, and I've watched all of them heaps of times. My name is Jordan. I'm seeing these episodes for the first time, except season one, which I'm re-watching for your pleasure. Um, this is episode seven, season one, and it's called The Monogamists. And it was made in 1998, season one, 1998. Good to know. Good to know. Mm. Um, I'm just going to give a quick um, IMDB uh, synopsis. Real little one, this one. Real little one. Usually this is by a different person. Usually um, mm-hmm. the DSSM or whatever her name is yeah. um, gives like real massive long ones that are really personal. Um, <laughs> but this one's, this one's slightly different. Okay. When she discovers that Big is dating other women, Carrie realizes that she desires a monogamous relationship with him. In the meantime, Samantha is having trouble being monogamous with her realtors. Charlotte d- dislikes the sexual desires of her new boyfriend that's fucking forcing her to give, her he- give him head. Um, and Miranda confronts jealousy when she runs into Skipper with a new girlfriend from Vogue. Get this. From Vogue. Oh my god, imagine. What imagine. A bitch. Oh, there was um what a... I really like the way that this episode starts off with the um I was gonna say with the Twin Towers. No, I don't like that. Uh. Um <laughs> I like the way that it starts off with like uh Big and Carrie in their own world, and then we cut to Miranda like absolutely like not holding back being like yeah you cut yourself off we've got no idea who you are like (laughs) where have you been um Mm. because like when you get into a first into a relationship the first few weeks are like like in a bubble i guess yeah it's the first fucking few months i swear like everyone i know that's getting into like has gotten into a relationship Mm. it's literally like yeah the first like i reckon three months you're like bye you don't see them (laughs) yeah it's annoying sometimes but what can you do it's also just like how it has to be yeah i think we said this the first time we recorded this um podcast Mm. was like you just need to give your friends space during that time and forgive them and don't be the friend that's like, where the fuck have you been? Like, I completely miss you. Like, what's been going on? Yes, exactly. And that's fine. Like, as long as it's not for the whole relationship. um, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that there's definitely a line, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. and there's also friends, like, um, I actually thankfully don't have any friends who are really like this, but I know of people who like mm. once they're in a relationship it's like see you later see you in two years nah that sucks it's so annoying yeah yeah because yeah. it's just like and it's dangerous it's just and then they expect you to just be like back again when they're dumped or they've broken up and stuff and that's shit too it's bullshit i mean and it's just so unhealthy like mm. you're just watching someone like walk into something that's just gonna hurt them in the end like, I had a friend from high school, actually, I'd lie. There was one friend, but we're just not friends anymore because of it. Mm. A friend from high school who was just, it just became a habit. And it was this thing where it was, like, she got a boyfriend and it was her first boyfriend and they were, like, into each other. And it was, it was like, you could forgive it more the first time, but when it, like, keeps recurring, you're like, yeah. nah, this nah, is it. And I'm not just going to, like, suddenly be there for, like, 
uh, like two months of like fast friendship where you're like, well, let's rekindle everything. And then I don't mm. see you again for like seven years. Like, no, thank you. Yeah. Who was it? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. We'll beat that out. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and she's a great person. It's such a shame. It's such a shame. It is a shame because um, also I find in those situations, their, their relationship just becomes their entire world and i feel like we all Mm. fallen into that trap for maybe the first yeah look i'll say like three months to a year of a relationship where you're like this is like my identity is being in this relationship but then it's like you need to you need to trust that you'll be able to come out of that and like have that kind of independent within independence within a relationship or else you get fucking sucked in you don't see your family for ages and when you break up you're absolutely destroyed yeah exactly which is what happened to me in my first relationship we're like literally like I was just completely intensely in this relationship for about a year and a half. And then when we broke up, I think it was fine. I had a lot of friends. It was my first ever relationship. So I feel like a lot of my friends probably forgave me for being fucking absent. Yeah. And, and you were also in like in drama school too. So it was like, and you'd moved away. So I feel, I feel like there were elements of just as someone who was your friend at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I've just been like, there, there were a few things that contributed to you like falling into that, falling into it. And also, like, because um, the course that you were doing was so intense that you were around friends all the time anyway and you were living with friends, if you were still living at home in Melbourne mm. and mm. you were doing that, I feel like it would have been... Weird. Yeah, or, like, easier to trace. Whereas, like, yeah. something, like, where you were, it kind of... It, it, it happened... It kind of happens to you rather than you making it happen. Also, I feel like if I was in Melbourne living at home, I wouldn't have got into that intense situation i think you know what i mean because i yeah i guess you're true in 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 terms of like i moved away from home away from family for the first time when i was 18 was living by myself and then i was like having a lot of sex for the first time too yeah i feel like and with someone who was a bit controlling too so i was like yeah it sucks and it's i feel like the times i've been like that have been just because i was like really insecure um and it's like spending time away from your partner becomes like it's like well what will you do and like what i'll miss him and it'll become like it's like it's almost like a trust thing or it's just like you have to be around um all the time to just like hang out um yeah that's when when it's like when you're doing it because of that reason it's obviously wrong um and but then i do but then also i think that kind of stuff is more long lasting whereas um if you're just like super into this person and you're getting to know them that will probably you'll probably just like see your friends after you've calmed down a bit and it's so much fun it's so much fun Mm. getting into a new relationship like like literally some of the reasons why i'm like oh like i don't know if i want to be in a long-term relationship forever is because i honestly just miss the start of the relationship i miss that fucking high that you get from meeting someone new and being like obsessed with them for a few months then that will go away and then you will just be in a long-term relationship again if you like so like i'm not really missing out on anything really but it is really fun the first like three months in a relationship where you're like so high like of your dopamine or whatever you're just like Mm. wow like this is incredible you're having great sex you don't have to worry about anything and then that's like the most important thing is like falling in love like it's so yeah people get addicted to that that's the they're the people who keep going and getting into these like 18 month relationships yeah and then like moving on i feel like particularly i mean it happens to lots of other people but particularly with like cis men they're just like addicted to that feeling and also maybe like addicted to the feeling of being like admired too where they're Mm. like and then as soon as that starts to fade away or as soon as that like um, the reality of what when you start to kick into like this is a long-term relationship, people 
freak out, which is fair enough. And that's mm. probably a sign that you shouldn't be in a relationship. But then they move straight on and then they're like, I want to feel that high again. <laughs> totally. It's a weird high. Yeah, I, t- I can totally feel like getting um, getting addicted to that. And I do have friends who just, yeah, have relationships that last mostly like a year. I think they, I think scientifically it's something about a year as well that's like your like honeymoon period because after that your body's like um in like time to make a baby and like uh, or I think it's like because by then if we were like still primitive age um we would have had a baby by then and it's more about like caretaking and that's when it becomes a bit more like you know just every day and not as um not with that whole intensity of the first few months of dating um so I think scientifically that's correct I love that. It's about caretaking. Yeah. <laughs> it's about becoming a mother. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think there is um, something chemically changes after a year as well. Yeah. And it also, I think that's when you see hardships within a relationship too. It's like, oh, you had an argument or you disagreed on something or you felt uncomfortable and you didn't know, you like have to learn how to like communicate and mm-hmm. like learn how to that yeah, that a relationship isn't just fucking and feeling glorious all the time and like consistently high. It's like also, oh, you have a responsibility over someone. Mm, like you have, like totally. you, you're not responsible to make them happy. Like you don't have responsibility for that, but like you're responsible. Like they, you know, you have to hold, I was going to say, you're like, have like accountability. There's accountability there. Somewhere. Yeah. And then I didn't know what I was saying. Yeah. So it's just like, it's not like, oh, this is just like, zoom zoom fun times Mm. it's like oh someone's like i you know i had knee surgery could you take care of me and it's like Mm. okay i'm gonna have to i will take care of you because i'm your um what's that thing on the document where like you're in the hospital and you're like call for in case of an emergency emergency contact you know what i mean like you're that next of kin kin. you're it becomes something different it becomes more serious yeah definitely and it's sort of i think that's i think yeah it's enjoyable at each stage and um sometimes I think I was talking to Carla about just the fact that um if we're like with our partners now for like the rest of our lives um it's like do you she was just like do you ever freak out thinking about like you'll never like that first feeling of like meeting someone that excitement um in like a monogamous relationship if you've been like that for your like do you would that be a scary thought and I guess I guess it is a little bit scary but at the same time I feel like yeah that was maybe something more I saw when I was younger but maybe I'm a serial monogamous, I don't know. But I, I definitely have breaks in between, but I only really have been signal for like a year max in between. Mm. It's definitely something I freak out about. I think, look, I think I get so much out of my relationship and I don't, the thing that like kind of drives me forward in my relationship with Alex too is like, mm. he's so fucking wonderful. I don't ever want to not have him. You know what I mean? Like, that's like, I feel like that's the thing. But then I'm also like, oh, but I'm missing out on like crazy sex with random people or whatever. Yes. And I'm like, in my glory years of like looking fucking hot and I want to fuck a bunch of people and try a whole lot of different things. And I could have that in a non monogamous relationship as well. So, like, Mm, there's that's a possibility. But then it's also, yeah, I don't want to lose that person I love because exactly it's so wonderful mm. exactly it's hard um and it comes in waves absolutely yes definitely. comedy festival i'm like i just want to be single and fuck a bunch of people <laughs> <laughs> but then after comedy festival i'm like i'm depressed Cuddle me. yeah you're like yeah exactly um yeah and it is like our best days or whatever as well i guess we'll just have to see what life gives us 
Yeah, just see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for checking in, listeners. Our relationships yeah. are fine. <laughs> yeah, they're good. But if anyone thinks they're like perfect for me, just say, yeah, email and I'll, like, I'll weigh up my options. <laughs> <laughs> I think that there are, oh, speaking of um, perfection, I think that the thing that like I, I'm fine with people being in honeymoon phase and obviously there's a line, blah, blah, blah. But I hate it when people clearly, this is so judgmental, but when people <laughs> are not in that phase anymore but they're still trying to project that like everything about them is like perfect and again none of my close friends are like that with their relationships Mm -hmm. but I've like interacted with people or I know people who know people who are like constantly in denial about it and yes that's self-protection and it's probably like maybe there's like a really shit like terrible relationship going on but Mm. yeah I just find it infuriating because I'm like who are you especially like if like around a circle people like complaining or having a shit time and like yeah actually I'm perfect and it's like it's fine to like yeah whatever I know I'm I've I've, I've, people yeah (laughs) I've spoken about this with you before Jordan too like I I was like talking about me now it's a sex life and how like you know for the I reckon for the first three years of our relationship I was like daily like fuck me all yeah. the time get it get it get it and now yeah. like, we're into the fifth year of our relationship and i'm and in quarantine i'm like i don't really want to fuck like i don't want to um, yeah like, exactly 2020 has not been good for my sex drive no i like, think it's normal for is that what you guys are finding as well through quarantine it's like yeah i think it's pretty like i feel like we used to do it more before but also I'm not really, I just feel like gross at the moment. Yeah, I think I feel really gross. I feel really not sexy. Mm. Like, not that I need to feel sexy to have sex, but I just like, it's like the smallest thing will just completely distract me from the whole situation. And it comes, again, it comes in waves where I'm either like super horny for like (laughs) two weeks and then I'll just be like, no for a while yeah. it's like it's it's nuts see i'm like super horny for like two hours and then like <laughs> and then like not nah, nothing you're like, like your window has passed yeah, yeah literally yeah. i'm just not horny during quarantine i did buy two new vibrators and that made me horny i was like oh my, oh my god, god yeah. yum fun and that was great but then you're like a vibrator every week yeah i'm like please i need, I need <laughs> something i need to feel something but yeah i was having a conversation about our sex drive and then and yeah just the realities of that and even the, the realities of having sex with the same person for a really long time it's like it's mm. it's fucking great in a sense but in other ways it's like oh like this isn't like exciting i'm not like oh what's going yes. on oh, oh you're touching me there that's crazy it's like i'm this crease <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> um so and i was having this honest conversation when i was drunk with people and they mm. were like what no that's really sad like that's what not the like they're like no i don't want to like, like particularly but were yeah. they in like were they in relationships well i think some of them were in like had were in like maybe the third year of their relationship and then some of them were in like the ninth year of their relationship and they didn't say anything but like other people okay. were just like no that's not normal like maybe you need to like break up like what's like going on blah, blah, blah. and i was just like <laughs> oh what do you God. think the world is do you think your parents fuck every night like what do you think yeah. like and like what do you think a relationship is too do you think sex is just like getting your rocks off or like in a long-term relationship oh, were they like, like- in proper relations so they were in relationships and did you know their partners and stuff yeah yeah i knew everyone was there like i oh just it was just weird i think maybe they were drunk too but it was just one of those things where i was like i'm being like honest here and i just wish that everyone was being honest too like maybe yeah. even they could say look our sex drive still fucking great but um i'm way less horny than i was 
yeah you know what i mean in our relationship like, just like be fucking honest or else it makes people feel crazy and also yeah. it makes men think that there's something wrong if you're not having as much sex totally. as you did when you first started like having sex with each other yeah totally yeah. do you think like it could bullshit. be because they were there in partners if they do you think that if the girls were there by themselves or well they were well not all of their partners were there like only ah. like one couple that wasn't there and then another person's partner wasn't there and but then there were i don't i think i'm quite an honest person when it comes to how i'm feeling and like family stuff and like mm. sex and all one that kind sex. of stuff i'm very yeah i'm very i feel like i'm quite honest about that shit but then i feel like i forget that other people aren't which is weird or maybe they're being truthful and i'm just like oh i don't know but i just felt like it was really judgmental and i'm like why would you respond that way why would you just be like oh yeah that's fair and i kept trying to be like be like no surely that's not right or maybe there's something wrong with this or maybe that's it i'm like oh maybe it's just that we've been together for five years fucked in every way and i'm in lockdown and this is a normal thing that happens that you can't admit for some reason Mm. like i don't know it was just like they just couldn't they couldn't like that's really sad i'm like no it's not i'm happy were they like numerous people like did they have a sense yes oh really maybe i was just drunk that's really weird maybe i was just drunk and like really pushing it i'm being like because they just kept trying to be like (laughs) they they just kept trying to be be like tell me you're not horny (laughs) tell me you're not horny right now i was like let me fill your vagina is it wet is it fucking wet (laughs) look at your boyfriend are you wet right now anyway yeah. i don't know it was just irritating because i'm like mm. so like it's in- it's interesting talking about monogamy and the realities of that and mm. also the positives and the negatives like they do in this episode in terms of like when they're asking all these random street people mm. being like and they're like oh monogamy i've never heard of it or like monogamy is great i can just live my life i don't know mm. i think it's um it's just a interesting concept but also, I also don't think it's one of those. I saw like fucking Neil Kohaka, um like do a oh, thing about is monogamy like real? Like, should we? Isn't it like scientific for like you know men and women to like you know men go around and fuck his people and women like oh, want to latch on to? I'm just like oh, that's an exhausted conversation. Shut I don't want to have that kind of fucking conversation. And also the reason that. Oh. It's actually scientific that we are monogamous and we're monogamous like penguins are. People think penguins mate for life. They don't. They cheat on each other. They just need a partner to raise the egg. We need a partner to raise the egg. Mm, It helps us in survival and evolution and financially, yeah, now as well. But it comes down to like evolution in like as soon as you give birth, you have to hold on because women's – I've, t- I've done this monologue to honor yeah. so many times, but here we go. I'm just going to quickly put some hair product in. People yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> when women, um, there was a point in time where like we were giving birth to animals, like giraffes give birth, mm. you know, like they get out and they can walk, but then all these women's hips started breaking and they would die straight away. Really? So then, yeah, this is like yonks. This is like Neanderthals. Oh. <laughs> this is like yeah. in the evolutionary chain. Wow. Their hips are breaking. They were dying. Women would just die when they gave birth. And then their babies would die because nothing nothing could look after them. Mm. Um, so eventually we started giving birth to these like tiny little possum things, which are human infants now, yeah. that we have to look after for years until they're ready to walk around and like pick berries as well. So we have one arm missing and we need somebody else to help mm. us. And we have a better chance of survival if there's a partner there. So that's why we have partnerships yeah and that's like it's a survival thing and that's why when 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 people have sex um 
you're like more inclined to be like attracted to someone potentially or feel more clingy towards someone once you've had sex with them because your body thinks that you're about to have a baby. It doesn't matter if you use protection. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you (laughs) penetrate it or not. Like it's about an attachment. It's this assumption that a baby will come from this sex. So that's like where it begins and ends. And this like idea of like, yeah, spreading the seed and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, absolutely fair enough. But there was definitely like, some sort of a partnership and some sort of like a family unit mm. for a brief period of time and then they move on it exactly mean, it's a it's also a misunderstanding of what monogamy means as well anyway maybe that's, why, commentary. maybe that's why lesbians get into relationships so quickly like as in like stereotypically because yeah because they, like, they both have it they both come and they both have it absolutely and they're also just like um friends yeah <laughs> they're nice people probably it's like um yeah, that guy is annoying us, and it's just like I hate arguments like that because it's just like just doing devil's advocate for no reason. And that's his entire career. That's his Neil, life. if you're listening, you're not. Listening. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> we're not interested. Um. Anyway, but so they talk about monogamy in this episode, but it's very much like the way that they talk about it is either you're in a relationship or you're fucking everyone. Like there isn't really. Yeah. There's no like, there's no like, like uh, the way that we talk about monogamy and polyamory and like open relationships now, apart from maybe the gay guy who was in, yeah, who was at the park. Yeah. And was like, ah, we don't take um, numbers or um, fluids. Fluids. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. that's right. Which, you know, no, no feelings, no fluids or whatever it is. Which is realistic (laughs) in the nineties for um, gay men as well. Yeah. True. But yeah, I just, um. It was interesting because it was just like, again, one of those things with Sex in the City, like we love the episode and we love the conversation that it sparks in us, but in the episode itself, it's like, you kind of didn't, you just had this conversation to talk about how Big's being a dickhead. <laughs> Which conversation was it? The just monog- like monogamy. Yeah, yeah, totally. They're not like doing a full introspection, but I thought this episode was really powerful in like that reveal. And it was just like that shock factor because I'd forgotten, um, since I've watched it heaps of times anyway, but I've, I, like, I'd forgotten the exact sequence of how this plays out. And, um, and so, yeah, I just felt really bad for Carrie. Like she's been so like, um, it's typical sort of like show irony tripping the character up because she's been so like in love and like on a like honeymoon period, just like um, hanging out with Big and she's having this dinner with the girls being all like, yep, um, you know, this is what's going down and all of this stuff. And then to see him there having dinner with another woman, um, it's just such a slap in the face and like shocking as well. Yeah. And especially when she goes, are you on a date? Because I feel like yeah. there's that thing where, I feel like part of her is expecting him. It's like the thing that we did in acting where like, you don't actually know the answer that they're going to say, or do you have an expectation of Mm. like what their answer is? And does that Mm. expectation get broken? Like anyway. And the fact that he's like, well, yeah, kind of. Yeah. I would have just been like, Oh, like fucking vagina to the ground, mouth open (laughs) shock. Like so horny. No, no. (laughs) But I just mean like, that is such a, I, I feel like I've had a couple of those moments in my life where I've been like, I don't know why I keep bringing it back to myself and my stories, but oh, that's what this podcast that's is. That's what it is. Yeah. That's it. Um, but at moments where you're expecting them to almost be like, oh no, this is my sister or like, oh no, this is just like this. Yes. Like, I just want to quickly, um, just do a little anecdote of like one time where I asked Alex, and I've probably spoken about this in the podcast before, 
or in the future because this is season one and you know it's all retrospective <laughs> and weird um but yeah I would have uh I I remember Alex and I just had sex and we were in bed together and we'd been dating for like three months or whatever and I was and like mm. he like he'd met my parents I'd gone over to I met his mom like all that kind of stuff and we'd had sex and then afterwards I was like really happy and I was like oh okay like like what are we then yeah and he was like oh well um we're not nothing and I was just like, there was just not at all the response I was expecting. Like, Why it was did like, you say this was from Alex? Yeah, from Alex. He was like, oh. we're not nothing. And uh, we'd been dating oh. for three fucking months. I was like, yeah. we're together. This is funny just because we haven't said I love you yet or whatever. And he said, we're not nothing. Um, oh. It was just one of those moments where I was like, <laughs> what? And I like, when then we went to a weird bonsai like a bonsai shop or something to like do a cute date. And I was just like, couldn't eat. I was so shocked. Cause like in every like space of my mind, I was like, we are in a relationship, but we haven't said anything yeah. yet. But he was thinking that we weren't like really together. Yeah. Like, you know, when you like, yeah, it's just that whole thing of like, you have a different, you're living, you're both um, experiencing a different relationship in your head. You're exclusive in your head. You're fucking heading towards somewhere. And then mm. when you get the bombshell that actually this person's in a completely different headspace, like, oh, I'm just seeing this girl and mm. fucking other people at, at the same time. It's, it's like pretty crazy. shocking. It's crazy. It's like just pulls the rug around her feet. And um, yeah, she's clearly upset by it. And I just feel like this is the kind of shit that, that it's just like, that's the reason because she kind of subconsciously knows he's like this. Like even in the last episode, that's why she gets crazy to uh, comes to his house and like does all that stuff because he'll just he's just like keeps it all cool and not it's like uh, for him his policy is like um like if it's not said then I can do whatever I want or like if it's not yeah. like on paper then I can just um can like yeah lack of communication and um yeah that's why I'm just like Carrie you're just getting gaslit yeah, I definitely, I also feel like that's such a trap for women because as soon as women start speaking about, hey, like, what is this? What's our relationship? Mm. They're seen as like hungry baby whores or like not whores, like people like, nyum, 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 give me your seed so I can start a family with you. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that, you absolutely. look crazy if you're like, hey, what's our relationship? Whereas yeah. like, and then if the man doesn't say anything, it's like, well, you're just in a really uncomfortable position because you feel silenced and you feel like you can't, like, yeah, why doesn't the dude bring up, hey, by the way, I'm, I'm seeing other people. I think, you know, you totally. should too. Because or else you're going to, it's unfair. Because she could have fucked a bunch of people, but she didn't. Exactly. It's like, yeah, you should just say what you're doing. Um, yeah, totally. And even just tell um, her that you're sleeping with other people because, like, for STIs and health and shit like that. Yeah. Like, that's a thousand percent. Mm. It's also, yeah, you're right. It's like, it's a trap for women because yeah. you can't. Um, they'll be like, you never said anything, but the minute you say something, then you're like breaking one of Charlotte's 86 rules. Yeah. Of like, yeah. never mention anything. Which is yeah. Wild. I did enjoy, um, it's such a small aspect, but I really like the bit where they like, all the friends saw Big and, mm. and Carrie saw Big and she was just like, I'll go over and say hello. And it was like really chill. And she like, didn't even like, no one was worried. Like even the friends weren't yeah. worried about the girl there. We knew there was a girl there. Yeah. Um, that even I wasn't worried either for a second, which I like lied to myself. Mm. Um, yeah. It only gets weird because big is weird. Like it's like, it's, yeah. it's fine that you're out for dinner with a girl. Obviously yeah. like, it's not great that he's on a date, blah, blah, blah. But I love that the initial like outrage comes from him 
or realizing that something's wrong because he's being weird yeah. and it's not indicated because he's just out to dinner with a with another woman. Another woman. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Definitely. There was something about that that I was like, oh yeah, that's good. Actually, really good pickup. And I really liked how um, uh, Carrie like is like, no, it's all fine, all fine. And then he like keeps pushing it, and she's like, well, enjoy your dinner, and she like smacks him on the chest. Oh kind my of thing. god! I love and then that. all of the friends are like, go 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 go! Like they're like, oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> like they're like, no no no! I'm like, ah, oh, fuck him! And it's just and it, but, yeah, Samantha's like, asshole. Um. Yeah. <laughs> and she's got the girl posse. It's like so good. Um, it's a great yeah. moment as well. All those moments in Sex in the City where they have like friendship, where they're all together and they're all experiencing something shit together. Mm. It's really mm. nice. Especially yeah. when they're not all like crying and like, oh my God, Carrie, no. They're just like, ooh, like, ooh, that's disgusting. Yeah. And they're like, oh, fuck, we have some damage control to do. Totally. Um, it's good that there's like, a, I think that's why now that I'm looking at it, the Samantha story, sorry, Miranda's storyline. Um, kind of compliments this in a way wait this is the same one where she's um with skipper right yeah mm. yeah um because it's not that she's not like as a result of her actions but she's sort of like acting a little bit like just jealous and petty and um kind of going out of her way to cause trouble in his life so i think maybe it's showing that like you know that women aren't perfect either but um yeah Miranda's storyline here was annoying she was just like out on a out having dinner with Carrie and um Skipper comes past with his new girlfriend who works at Vogue Mm. um Miranda's reactions are just like it's like I know she's just I know she's flawed and stuff but it's like she's like what who is that bitch self-entitled whatever it's like you are like literally the meanest person in the world to him um why do you care (laughs) Also, your interpretation of all these uh, women is slightly cockney, and I <laughs> I want to live in a world where they're cockney women. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. I also I also think it's great the fact that Carrie's not like, oh my god, you're right, she is a bitch. She was like, oh, you mean mm-hmm. Skipper's new girlfriend that he's seeing? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the bitch you're talking yeah. about. Oh yeah, she's a bitch, right? Because she's his new girlfriend. Totally. Like, Miranda says like he doesn't seem like her type, and then she goes, yeah, because you are, but you dumped him. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was in a way that was like, yeah, of course. Like, let's get to the root of what you're actually saying. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Um. Yeah, and then she calls him and he's like having sex with his girlfriend and he dumps her on the spot and um goes straight to Miranda and that's where the line that um you're breaking up with me or you're still inside of me comes from. Oh it's a classic classic one. Also just so dumb. Yeah, I know. Just so dumb. I'm like, what also, are you doing? What an idiot, yeah. Yeah. Dumb I've d- like really bad on Skipper's part. I feel like Miranda could have maybe communicated that she wanted to keep it casual. Maybe she got excited because she saw he was dating somebody else and mm. she was like, oh, they really seem to get along. Maybe this is my end to have like, cause they like did have great sex. Maybe mm. this is my end to have totally. like great casual sex with him. But also Miranda, it's fucking skipper. What do you expect? Yeah. She's like, he's like pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> like he, in, in, with you, he's pathetic. He's not a, I think he's a, like I quite like Skipper as a character I think he's a nice guy but I'm also Mm. like you are using him and then you're just gonna get mad when he misunderstands you because he's obsessed with you so yeah same with Big it's like Mm. you need to communicate with Carrie because she's obsessed with you Mm. and you're just gonna hurt her or get fucking angry and do something dumb Mm. so 
totally and take yeah. that responsibility mm. yeah and Miranda knows like it's not like I don't know why she assumed that they're just gonna start their relationship from scratch again mm. you know what I mean like like he already of course he not like not that she was to know exactly but of course he's like oh great we're together now you know like yeah because yeah, yeah. there's history there and you know and if yeah anyway fucking hell but also Skip is an idiot <laughs> oh. exactly um yeah so that was um Miranda's storyline and we've got Samantha on the other hand um trying to buy a new apartment and um what's she doing yeah kind of it's funny like I guess that was like a good I enjoyed that bit of um comedic pause just because it's like yeah monogamy for her is to do with real estate which is um yeah yeah. it's like not even like I feel like there could have been like an easy option for her is to be like in a throuple or like in going to like a swingers club or something in this episode Mm -hmm. but they were like no 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 let's make it about like realtors I also started writing down um that I love like even uh, a few episodes ago when she's talking to some guy about finance I kind of love it when obviously I love it when Samantha's sexual but I also love it when she's just like maneuvering through the world as a human as well like when we see her at work or when we see her doing stuff like yeah with it like when she's like trying to buy a house and then like two seconds later she's fucking the realtor and I was like oh no never mind (laughs) same shit (laughs) yeah exactly Also, Charlotte's storyline here is really fucked. She's dating this, mm. you know, hashtag perfect guy. I don't know why, but that's not a hashtag. But um, she's dating this, you know, <laughs> she's dating this. Gr- yeah, it is now. Hashtag perfect guy um, with a dog. And I thought it was going to start off. I was like, oh, that's right. The dog keeps watching them have sex. Ha ha. Mm. No, it's him like for- yeah. trying to force her to give him a blowjob where she's like pulling her head up like away. Like, yeah. I don't want to do that. And he's like. Oh, obviously yeah, there's something wrong with her head mm. like anyway yeah but- I hate that and it's like so accurate because it's like one of those um it's not even a little thing but it's like a thing that definitely happens in the real world that they've captured um in the show as well absolutely have you guys had that experience yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> who has so, it, yeah. Right? yeah which is so fucked up because that's when we talk about those kind of like micro kind of not even micro but just like rape culture micro I mean, rapes <laughs> micro rapes little rapes yeah. um, but like that that and also that thing where um you know people are like oh like why are women talking about like you know men pressuring them to have sex when they can you know go and go away or like you know or during sex with that which is consensual men will make make them do stuff that they don't mm. really want to do and blah blah, blah. Mm. And like maybe that's taking away from the conversation of rape and like actual rape cases and stuff like that nah nah no, men no. need to no i think we need to call out this behavior where all three of us have experienced someone pushing our head down to give them fucking mm. head yeah. and the expectation that a woman will absolutely give you head when in, in fact Charlotte's right like as much as you know i can really enjoy head also sometimes head's mm. like fucking confronting and like if you're pushing yeah. a penis down someone's throat to the, until they gag like that's not a pleasant experience unless you want it to be that like so i think totally. talking about like this kind of stuff where you know, you are forced into situations. And I know all, all my female friends, I feel like, have had sex and, and it's turned into something that they didn't want, but they didn't have the words there to articulate that they didn't want it, except mm. for, like, pulling away or being like, oh, nah, stop that. Like, you know what I mean? Mm, like, yeah. It's like men sticking, like, trying to stick their dicks in your ass when you're having sex. When he's like, yeah. did we say that anal was on the table from the get-go? Were we yeah. like, you know what I really want midway through this when I'm moaning, like, when I'm enjoying vaginal sex is, oh, 
just put in my asshole. Like, I know. same thing, right? Like, just I think we should talk about that kind of shit. Anyway. Mm, definitely. Yeah, it feels like in an ideal world, the storyline for Charlotte would be, this guy keeps sexually assaulting me and I don't know how to confront this or, like, I don't know how to talk to him about his problematic behaviour, blah, 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 rather than, are you willing to give head for the perfect man? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It became about her her preference rather mm. than, like, like her actually, like, experiencing um, this, like, universal thing that happened. Yeah. Like, yeah anyway like because like the the plot line for her is like it's almost like this it it, like it's jovial in Mm, the sense of like mm. and and they talk about giving head to get head blah 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 and yes there's like definitely like um you know kind of an agreement that's made or whatever your sex life is like there's Mm. head is a thing because like you said it can be aggressive it can take a lot of time lose a lot of breath you know yeah Um, absolutely and um (laughs) what was i going to say yeah, the uh, the way that he goes about it as well when she confronts him and it's just like I don't want to. He's like, well, then I'll just have to get it from somewhere else. And he's like the one that's been like proposing marriage, no, not marriage, but just like being in a monogamous relationship and all of this stuff to her. He's mm. this like a nice guy, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a nice guy who's like, but if you don't give me yeah, head, right. yeah, exactly. Mm. Like, what are you? Yeah. I thought you were a head machine that I put a ring on. Like, yeah. what are you like? <laughs> Just, it's just so silly. And I think, but I think they should have had that conversation earlier as well. Yeah. Like, I think the thing about like, but it, again, it's hard to have that conversation when you're, you know, expected to give head all the time. I don't know. Like, so like when Charlotte's talking about this with her friends and they're like, oh, well, like, do you like giving head? Well, you don't like giving mm. head. Oh, that's weird. Like, blah, blah, blah. They also aren't there watching him push her head down. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure if they were there then, they'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You know what I but mean? But they say they do it almost, it's almost like behavior that's like um, to be expected. And I, that's how mm. I sort of felt when I was watching um, mm. this been so many times. I feel like it's just like something must have gone through like porn or some, I don't know where they're learning it from, but it feels like it's just been like heaps of, heaps of guys have done that. Oh yeah. It's just so weird, like pushing. Yeah, it's just like, oh. I wasn't and if you're feeling that. any kind of, if you're feeling any resistance against that, it's like, <laughs> why are you like, oh, I just have to push harder. Obviously, oh, yeah. I'm kind of wrong with this mechanism. I don't know if she's like, getting the message. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, so dumb. And also, like, so people violent. will go down on you. You never want to, like, force someone to go down. It's the mm. most, like, unattractive thing ever to be like, can you please give me a hand? Oh. It's like, oh, like, you'd rather just go down than... You're about you to know. get some shit head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that, that. <laughs> oh my God. No. Fuck that. Yeah. I, yeah. Charlotte didn't end up with him. <laughs> it ended with him like walk, like her walking out. Good on you. And part of me is like, if you want to be in a relationship where you get heaps of head and, and Charlotte's not going to do that, fine. Break up. Yeah, definitely. It's fine. Definitely. You didn't have to, like, that could have been a whole conversation. Exactly. Yeah. You should have had the fucking conversation earlier. Being like, yeah. this is an, this is a, you know, breakup reason for me. Fine. Yeah. Like you're We're obsessed with head. a bit of pushback. Yeah. <laughs> What's that about? Yeah. Are you resisting something? Yeah. yeah. Truly. Um, so I'm glad that she's not with him and, and she will continue. She should get like, I just like, I'm I'm imagining a fan fiction with her and the Hasidic guy. Oh my gosh. You should have just got with him. Um, uh, also Carrie has, cause she finds out that like Big's not monogamous Mm. and he's being all like about it. Like we're still going to go on a date, right? And it's like, and she should have also said, she should have said fucking no to that too. Yeah. Why does he have the time? 
he's rich yeah but she makes that point as well she's like trying to date someone else is like trying to fit some another piece of clothing into my already stuffed outfit and it's like yeah that's sort of what i think obviously if you're like polly and um that's how you live your life that's different but i feel like that's like a legitimate thing it's like how do people that cheat and stuff have time to just like keep up the lies and live this double life yeah it's almost like um like I, I feel like I can understand with um, polyamorous or open relationships because the communications there, mm-hmm. like so much of like organization for, for myself is like communicating with people about stuff. Whereas like, if you had to keep it a secret, Jesus fucking Christ, mm-hmm. like, I don't know how you do it. Really texting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but not that he's like, again, it's like, it's not that like, it's that gray area again, where he isn't, keeping it from her but he's definitely not telling her he's keeping it from her the only reason mm, yeah. why she found out was because she saw him on a date and, and he, he was, was shocked really and weird, weird about, about it. it yeah he didn't want yeah. her to know because yeah. then she'd fucking dump him if she was normal and sane you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. like, like this is like this is where we see carrie starting to like make up make excuses for big and mm. you know and and even when she does these defying moments she's like i'm just gonna get with this like rider boy and then call him and be like meet me at this park if you care it's like no you still like he still has control in this situation. yeah and he's angry when he gets there. He's like what's this is the front you've been working out the back it's like why is he always angry and then um i just really didn't like the way it ended this episode because it's just like oh here we go because she's like she tries to make it all poetic and she's like in a city of infinite options, there's no better feeling than knowing you only have one. And it's like, this is you're, the, these you're are the is that a better feeling? Like yeah. knowing yeah. you only have one option? And it's like, you don't have one option. You don't have to be with this guy. But obviously she's just head yeah. over heels. It's like, you're making this the only option because you're yeah. obsessed with him. I did. I sorry, you good? Oh, this is a shit relationship. Posting like an ultrasound photo on Instagram, you know, it's like. Mm. <gasps> oh my god! Isn't it all when so you see people, like, you're like, uh, oh, I ha- yeah, and you're like, I hope they're not gonna like, I hope they're not still with that person, and they're like, we're engaged, and you're like, no, yeah. another year with this one. <laughs> oh my fucking god! But I was happy that um Carrie left that um party. But it was a very uncomfortable party for her anyway. I feel like everyone was being an asshole. Like when she when he was like Julia, and then he was like, "Well, yeah, it's good you're writing a sex column because this guy fucks a lot of women." Oh my like, god! You. Yeah. Oh my like, god! Oh, so dumb. And she's like, "All right, I'm out." Like, mm. yeah. But still, yeah. Carrie's Carrie's um, she's spiraling. Um, there's also speaking of spiraling, Miranda is dressing like a clown. Mm. Um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> in, a of, in a lot of scenes and i don't know what they're doing they just keep putting her in oversized suits and not like like not yeah. oversized blazers in a hot way in like an oversized suit with like a spotty dotty tie, tie. and she has red <laughs> hair and i'm just like Why? yeah she's always just wearing suits and ties and stuff it's like chill out it's the weekend um, yeah yeah absolutely like she goes on a date and she's wearing a fucking suit it looks like she's suit about to like merge or something i'm like wear that to work I don't know. She's yeah. throwing looks, all power to her, but I do think that she does look like a clown sometimes. Yeah, they're making think, her look clownish here. Yeah, I think Miranda tries harder than every one of her other friends because I feel like fashion sense doesn't come naturally to her. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think she's, like, really, yeah, like you said, trying to throw together some looks that will really, like, live up to, like, Carrie or Samantha's, like, yeah, ideals. Yeah. And she just ends up looking like a hot mess. She's like, I can make a statement too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a clown. <laughs> 
Tomorrow I'm gonna dress up as Wolverine. <laughs> she fucking would, yeah. absolutely. I feel like season, like moving forward, um, mm. just like because I have seen season two and um, some of three, um, yeah, she she starts Gets to not better. <laughs> <laughs> she makes like it's 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 like because I feel like in season one they're really like pushing for the four types. I feel like later on they kind of blur the lines of who's who. Like this this season is relentless with Charlotte constantly coming and being like, never have sex. And like... Um, Miranda like, being like, I'm a bitch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And Samantha being like, mm-hmm. she stays like that. Yeah. Um, they nailed her from the from the outset. But like, I, I think that further, like later down the line, they let Miranda be in like different clothes. They let her dress like more feminine and then more masculine. Mm-hmm. They let her wear a bucket hat. They like explore Whoa. a little bit because then like she doesn't just like own... 60 ties and like <laughs> <laughs> and striped shirts and... definitely and she does have some nice she starts to get into um i'm pretty sure like nicer tones of colors like earthy and um i know she wears a few greens and it's like yeah, yeah just like a nicer look absolutely absolutely part of me is like maybe cynthia nixon was like um <laughs> yeah she's like fuck off imagine they get they're getting like their outfits each day and like carrie and like samantha and stuff have like, like low cut dresses and it's like and here's your outfit <laughs> just chuck it on for us oh my god <laughs> i do i think you can tell and i don't think it's like the stylist problem i think that it's like a mix of things but mm. i feel like you can tell when like the first few seasons of a show or the first first season maybe the first few episodes when especially when they're dressing like female characters although with like with guys as well, anyway they just fuck up a lot and then it feels like it reaches a point where someone stepped in or someone's mm. agent called someone on set and was like you've got to stop putting them in this kind of thing like, yeah you've got to. <laughs> like, it would be so unfair yeah like let me take a little bit more control. Um, yeah. What did you guys give the yeah. episode? I'm kind of, I feel, I feel like we've yeah, covered a lot there. Yeah, I don't have anything to say. Mm. Um, um, yeah, communicate. What, yeah, just communicate, Carrie and B. Communicate. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what, I think I'm just doing this with um, uh, things in my life. It feels like I just want to, like, give her advice and tell her to just, like, chill out at this stage. Um, but that's not us. That's not for us to say. Mm. And it's also a TV show, so you can't. Um, but, <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, I feel a bit sad after it because I just know that it's starting now. Um, yeah. So I'd probably give it um, maybe like a six. A six? Nice. Yeah. I reckon I give it a seven. I think I enjoyed watching it and I liked um, – I did really like the, the, the dinner scene where they're talking about blowjobs. I did really that. was that. funny, yeah. It was like, and it was like even like looks that they were all sharing and stuff like that. Mm. I felt like – I was like I think they're having fun shooting this and that's infectious. That was good. Mm. Yeah, I reckon I give it a seven. I enjoyed it. Um, cool. But the head stuff was just like, ugh. And it was a lot of like, ugh moments in it. Mm. Which it is well nice. made. Yeah. Maybe I'm just judging it on the content instead of the actual um, like – episode and like art of it yeah, um maybe you're just like really judgmental and yeah i think that. i'm just like i'm just <laughs> like you had a show come on like, oh. <laughs> um, um cool well thank you so much for listening uh tell us what you thought of the episode at mm. our instagram and at our gmail which is sex and the sex in the sex at gmail.com and sex and the sex in the sex on instagram and we haven't made a twitter because who wants to 
to make um, any more Twitter. Um, <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm going to make, uh, well, yeah, I'll make them. I'll make some Cosmos. Um, you're not here, VC, you can't appreciate it. No. But I want to make some Cosmos before the next episode because I want to get a bit slushy just so I can survive mm-hmm. this marathon. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Okay, Bye. 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 Bye.